You're listening to the Bootstrap SaaS Operator, the podcast where we interview founders who are actually in the trenches. We talk about the transparent journey of how they built their SaaS companies, how they grow them, and what they would do differently if they would do it all over. Hey folks, with us today, Jonathan Fishbeck, founder of Estate Space. Super happy to have you. Thank you for having me today. Amazing. Let's dive right in. What problem does Estate Space solve for its customers? So we're helping our clients streamline very complex uh, uh, asset portfolios when it comes to non-financial assets. So you can think about properties, cars, art, jewelry, uh, managing those assets in a portfolio, uh, and then managing the operation around them. That's quite a unique problem to go after. How did you find out about this? Uh, so in our pre my, my last venture previous to estate space, uh, we were serving ultra high net worth at individuals, family offices um, in the space of construction, property and estate management uh, and owner rep services. And so it was those experiences that led to the genesis of estate space. So with that company, we had great success. Um, it was a it was a fun ride. But with that success came a lot of problems, disparate technologies, a world living in Excel. And um, it was very, very difficult to. Uh, do our jobs uh, well uh, and meet the expectations of our clients uh, without a lot of administrative work and a lot of people power. And so that was the opportunity that we saw to really bring technology to this massive set of data that was, you know, completely unstructured and disparate across 20 different tools every day of our life. That makes sense. And then how big was your company at that point before you transformed into the SaaS model? Yeah, so we were, um, we, we had about just under 50 employees. Uh, we were managing uh, just over a thousand people globally. Uh, and we were, um, we did over uh, about just in about 10 year period, we did just under $80 million in revenue. That's super impressive. And then how did you initially make the turnaround and got the SaaS product off the ground? Because I can imagine that it's quite a big change from like running basically a services business that is like not particular tech driven to being like a, a pure play SaaS company? Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I think that our decision to kind of pivot, um, it, was, it was not um, like kind of a black and white, but there was a lot of gray there as we were winding down our services uh, business and, and winding up our SaaS business. Um, but I think, you know, when we talk about estate space and we talk about, you know, myself and some of our leadership, Uh, I think our, our biggest advantage is that we came out of service. We have a, a profound respect for service providers even today within our marketplace, within our, our platform, because we just know how important people are. So uh, we wanted to build a platform that we knew would help um, the people that we were working with ourselves, uh, our clients, right? The whole ecosystem that we serve. We wanted to help people um, be able to be more efficient and do a better job, not necessarily replacing people, but um, helping those people, uh, you know, in their day-to-day -day, uh, when it came to the services that they were providing. And then is your software only, quote-unquote, B2C or to the high net worth individual? Or do you also have a component where you're selling to other firms in the or service providers in the industry? No, great, great question. So uh, when we first launched, we were mobile only. This is a few years back, um, and it was all B2C. Uh, that was kind of our network, but but we have since pivoted. So we're now SaaS B2B with a hyper vertical focus on family offices, 
high-end construction management firms and then uh, property and estate uh, management companies. So we were able to um, kind of make that shift and it was, uh, it was the right call um, because we're, better, we're, we're able to better serve kind of a business entity than an individual. And essentially, we're still serving that same B to C. It's just now that the entity is our customer versus an individual. I always try to be like very nitty gritty because like most people listening are founders. So which data points did you see that led to making that decision? Because it's always like if you, if one tells the story, it always feels very organic. But I, I think when you like in the midst of it, it's very hard to make such a drastic decision. So would love for you to lead us a bit through like how that went down, like in the day to day and on the, on the details. Yeah. So, I mean, we were drowning in information and data, right? So we didn't have a really clean way to manage it. You know, we're using Excel, we're using Google drive, we're using, you know, five other tools um, that all only do one thing. And so it became very difficult to manage information. And during that same time, right, the, the, our clients are losing a lot of money. Um, there is very little accountability within the space that we served when it came to, um, you know, a project starting late or something not getting done. All of these things started to end up, they snowball into a massive uh, cost loss center for our clients. And so, you know, I think it was our unique use cases from helping with you know, financial liquidation with tangible assets to running these operations for our clients. And, and, and we were kind of, we were sucked into this, this world of private service and lifestyle fulfillment. And when we saw that our eyes were kind of wide open at that point, and we just realized um, there's a lot of great people. Uh, we started the company because we just care about people so much. Like we knew that, I knew that we could help so many people if we just had technology that would help streamline these things. And so all these business use cases and the outcomes that we wanted to focus on at the end of the day. Uh, for us, it came down to, you know, caring about people, giving, giving people a better quality of, of life, both, you know, professionally and personally, uh, and helping our clients, you know, reduce lost money and helping them start to, to help grow their portfolio because that's what we did as a business. So we, we had the blueprint Uh, and we just, you know, at that point, it was kind of like the writing was on the wall. We need to build this thing. If you need to hire the right developers and ship fast, then React Squad is for you. A boutique agency that specializes in React and only works with fast growth startups. Get a 14-day risk-free trial and a transparent price of $95 per hour. Visit reactsquad.io to learn more. Got it. And then... Switching to to where you stand today, so you you have like 250k in error, are what uh, 1,100 users in total, and then how do you like what's your main acquisition channel right now? Because it's it sounds like a very trust based thing. So it's like the regular SaaS playbook where you just drive people to your website via SEO and they buy even a thing in this space, or how, how does acquisition work for you? Yeah, so our acquisition is probably 70-30 inbound to uh, direct or referral. Um, so no, we're actually able to follow a SaaS model. That's one of the things where estate space is really, if, we're, if we were ever disruptive um, as a company, that's the, the disruptive part is that, you know, a traditional ERP or a traditional um, product and solution in this space would be more of an enterprise sale. And we always wanted to be SaaS. We wanted to be easy to buy. 
you know, as a three-time founder, I would, I've always said, you know, it'd be nice to just have the tools that I needed to get started for, you know, tens of dollars a month versus, um, having to go out and spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to start a business. And so, um, that, that, that model has served us really well. Um, as far as, you know, our reputation, uh, the, 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 the experience that we have in the space, having been, you know, personally been in the space over 13 years, have a really large network, um, have high trust. Uh, and then we've just recently, as of uh, 2022, gained all the regulatory compliance on a go- on a global scale. So that gave us the, that gave our clients the confidence. Uh, and now we're excited. This summer we're in our kind of our second uh, up rev of the platform of the features that we have with some new features as we start preparing to uh, kind of go from that small and mid market um, B2B to enterprise clients uh, starting in August of this summer. So. Uh, really, really exciting times here at a state space. Would an enterprise client be just a very big family office or what would be an enterprise client for you guys? Yeah, so it's going to be um, it's going to be single and multifamily offices. It's going to be high end construction firms and it's going to be property and estate management firms. And when we talk about a state space, you have to realize that the SaaS model is it works for us, right? We only start at thirty four dollars a month. But we're built for an entire ecosystem with the way that we've built our roles and permissions into the platform. So uh, some of our larger clients um, might start at, you know, 180 people, uh, but they ultimately grow to about 1800 because we're helping them manage all aspects of their everything gets streamlined through our platform. And the power there is that we're within a single security enclave. You know, we have all of the data in one place. So we then, our, then you can start to see once you have all of that, we're now drastically cutting down on the admin time and the things that really um, hurt us when we were a services business, which was all of the follow up and trying to keep your finger on every pulse. And it's just it, it becomes levels of impossible with the complexity that we're dealing with. So, yeah, it's um, I think all of our clients at the end of the day at some level become kind of an enterprise sale. Um, but we're just now um, realizing kind of what they needed and building out the tools and the capabilities in order for them to start to, to, you know, 10 X their user base with, within our, our platform. So a lot of our, uh, our revenue growth this year, probably about 30% of what's coming, uh, is going to just be, you know, doubling the user base within the clients that we already have now that we've met their needs. And I think the other big separation between us and anybody else that, that would look to do this is, the relationship capital that we have and, and, the, and the ability for us to really listen to what somebody's asking for and then come back with a thoughtful solution that really meets their needs. But again, we're thinking about it in a scalable SaaS solution, whereas they just have a, 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 a point in time problem. So um, I think it's, it's all of those things that we've proven to our existing clients. And um, yeah, I think that's just going to lead to really good things. You know, we just try to do the right thing every day. I would like love to double click on one specific point there because you mentioned that you are like roughly 30 or 35 bucks per, like it's the, like the starting point. Is that then do you do per seat pricing so that you have expansion revenue or how, how does the monetization work for you? Yeah, so we're per user per month, um, you know, traditional SaaS model when it comes to how we're bought. Uh, we have tiered pricing. So the more people you add, um, you know, once you get to a certain point, you hit unlimited and we can get all the way down to about $7 per user per month for our larger clients. Um, and then as far as, uh, you know, the way that it's also set up is that, you know, the common threads in our market, right, for our clients 
are going to be asset management, property management, and project management. And so when we started to look at those things, we realized that it was also very important to have uh, a model that could handle prorating, right? So someone might have a project that might be for six months. Um, it's a buy invite only. So they might invite uh, 20 people to that project that aren't, you know, that only see that project. Uh, and then giving them the ability to say when that project's over, they can, uh, they can just uh, deactivate those 20 people and only pay for the point in time that they actually needed the surge support to do that one project. So that works really well um, when it comes to uh, what we're talking about. But when you start to look at like our platform costs, you know, we've just crossed about a billion dollars of, of uh, assets under management on a state space uh, in the last year. And um, we're at 250,000 in ARR, right? So it's, we are a fraction of the cost for our clients when it comes to like the level of financial wealth that's being managed. So um, we feel good about this model and it's, it's kind of our horizon one, right? We're a, we were a startup SaaS, so we wanted to keep it super simple, make it easy to buy. Um, you know, we can mature our pricing out as we scale up here in the coming years. That's super impressive. I mean, then do you plan to become really like a, because you, you mentioned the word pl platform a couple of times. Do you really plan to be like, become like an all-in-one solution for your vertical or what's like the, the big, the big vision for you? Yeah. So, so this year we're, um, we're, we're all, we're going to be putting together and rolling on our project management suite this summer, wrapping up our financial management suite, uh, in the, in the winter. And then we'll start to do integrations with, uh, accounting softwares, right? Um, Sage Intact, QuickBooks Online, those types of things that serve our clients. We'll start to integrate with wealth management platforms uh, to give them the breadth and depth behind a general ledger when it comes to the things that we manage financially for our clients. Uh, and then from there, we are expanding our marketplace um, to allow uh, you know, private sales, um, trading, uh, those types of transactions. Right now, our marketplace is strictly service providers where um, we're helping our clients find best in class, you know, world providers when it comes to advisory or staffing, right? Getting good people to help them. Um, and then when it comes and then from there, we'll move to a bill pay system. And yeah, we're going, um, we're going to be going all the way when it comes to, you know, how we're going to build a state space out over the next couple of years. And what's really interesting is, you know, I mentioned this use case of how we help with, with liquidation of assets. And so, um, you know, my experience led me to, uh, you know, a 12 month process to take a piece of art uh, and get it underwritten uh, in order to help with liquidation. Uh, and the things that we're going to be coming out with here in the next six to eight months will help uh, do all of that with about uh, either one button push. Uh, if you're an ultra high net worth individual working with, you know, a private uh, client group within a bank uh, or if not, uh, you know, maybe a few button pushes and, and starting to connect our, our clients with lenders to help with that liquidation. So um, we're making money a couple of different ways. It's not, it's subscription, it's marketplace revenue. Uh, it'll also then be basis points for portfolio management and, uh, and then um, basis points for helping our clients when it comes to lending uh, to liquidate financial or liquidate non-financial assets. So, you know, we've got a diversified revenue model uh, that I think will serve us well. Uh, and the idea behind why we sell to who we sell to is because you have this this, this virtuous cycle that all these, all of our clients all work together. They all need each other. So we have this huge organic growth and a land and expand model within the space. And I think, again, our approach of just really caring about people and, 
you know, yes, we, 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 we've built a secure platform, but the kind of the, the values that we went into building this platform out, that's what served us best. I, I love it. And then as a last question, before we wrap up, being a founder is like not roses and sunshine always. So is there any war story? Can even be from a previous company that, that you can share with us? Uh, I mean, you know, like most founders, I mean, I've been what some people might consider down and out many times. Um, you know, I think as far as, uh, you know, Uh, you know, we're bootstrapped. So capital's always been kind of our war story as a, at a state space as we're now though revving up uh, and we're post revenue and we're, uh, you know, we're, we're about to scale sales. It's all very exciting times. So, um, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, through all of it, you know, I just try to stay humble, stay kind. Um, I think those are the things that have served me best as a founder is just, you know, just being as kind as I can uh, along the way. And, and I've ended up, uh, you know, it's, it, it all works out. Right. So, you know, you have to take a, a huge risk as a founder. Um, it's not for everybody, but if you're going to do that, you know, just, um, you know, try, try to breathe and be methodical and execute and just, you know, be, be kind to others. And ultimately, uh, you know, your, 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 your paths will hopefully be a good one. I think that's a perfect wording to end the pot that being kind as a founder is the way to go jonathan thanks for the time for coming on i appreciate you having me today thank you so much if you like this episode then you'll love the SaaS operator a weekly newsletter brought to you by early node with actionable insights from SaaS experts in the industry delivered right to your inbox every tuesday for free visit earlynode.com to subscribe